Episode 71 Greetings and welcome into the Patuxet General. I am your host, Jess. This past weekend it was Memorial Day weekend, and we here at the General would personally like to thank all of the people who have defended this country with their lives, so that I have the freedom to speak to you today, so that we all have the freedom to speak our minds, be our own selves, and walk our streets. So we say thank you with all our hearts. This week, a quick, refreshing cocktail to knock your post-Memorial Day visitor's socks off. The Strange Juice. Also, spurred on by some towny listener friends, I revisit Seabirds, this time with a more pleasant result. Our friend of the podcast, Piper V, submitted a chilling bit of fiction for our House in the Corner series called Breathless. But first... A shout-out to the latest Patreon subscriber. Welcome in, Jagaimo. It's because of pinball wizards like you that keep the lights, flippers, bells, whistles, special scores, secret doors, and bumpers working on the pinball machine that is the Patuxet General, without whom we would just tilt. So thank you. If you want to try for a replay, get yourself a shout-out, or in general support us, check out our page on Patreon.com, or simply follow the link in the show notes. Either way, I hope you hit the multi-ball. The band is so loud I can hear it off the garage. The orangey-red rectangles don all the cars on my street. The drunk parade is so silly. Arts and Crafts Weekend in Patuxet. And now, Strange Juice. This drink may not be local, but it fits the bill for this time of year in Patuxet. During the busy season, it helps to have ingredients set aside to make spur-of-the-moment wow-em drinks for the non-local drop-in family and friends. I really like that most of this is shelf-stable, perfect for boats or campers. Fresh juices would set this over the edge as a designer cocktail. However, a glass-jar juice version, I think, would be amazing as well. I saw this video of Reba McIntyre on the Today Show and thought, well, wow, what a pretty drink they made. The gin in this recipe is one of those purple gins. You know who they are. The garnishes are pineapple leaves and a dehydrated pineapple slice, standing up like a sunflower in a golden purple vase. They call it the Strange Juice. And this recipe is from Reba's Place, 301 East Court Street, Atoka, Oklahoma. For this easy drink, you will need one and one half ounce gin, two ounces pineapple juice, one half ounce lemon juice, one ounce orgiat syrup, one dehydrated pineapple, two pineapple leaves, and some crushed ice. Put some crushed ice into your shaker, add the pineapple juice, lemon juice, and orgiat syrup, which is a sweet almond syrup, shake well, and then strain into a tall glass filled with crushed ice. Then, float the gin on top of that and top with two pineapple leaves in back and a dried pineapple in front. 
If you like, you could rim one side with lime sugar. See what I'm saying, though? They are going to love them. Enjoy. This past weekend at the Gatsby Fringe Fun Fair, I had the privilege to meet some of our fabulous listeners. And to my surprise, these folks dug the coot recipe. Well, as a tribute to them and a thank you for coming, let's talk about another seabird. This one is very local, often seen in our own Patuxent River. These birds can stay underwater for three minutes and have serrated beaks to catch slippery fish. I'm talking about hooded mergansers. Supposedly, they are not quite as fishy as coot, perhaps due to the sweet river waters. They can be hunted like ducks during the season, which here in Rhode Island is from October until late January, but the limit is five per day. These birds, I must say, are very attractive and not nearly as mean as the coot. They prefer nest boxes put out for wood ducks, according to the Audubon Society. They lay, usually, 10 to 12 eggs, sometimes in other ducks' nests. That said, they have none of the other nasty behavior of the coot, as stated in episode 64. Their diet includes all kinds of aquatic life, small fish, crayfish, tadpoles, some mollusks, and plant material. Perhaps their sweet demeanor adds to sweeten the meat. While the recipe for this bird is similar to the coot, I was surprised to find one at all. Lay the bird on a well-seasoned plank, cook it for three hours in a cool fire, and once it is medium rare, throw the bird on the fire and eat the plank. No, but really, if pressed to cook one of these lovely birds, let's say you get one on a duck hunt, here are a few useful tips. Just like the coot, strip off all the fat, this holds the fishy taste. Remove the breasts, because unlike the coot, there is no real meat on the legs. I suggest marinating the meat for three days in Italian dressing, refrigerated. Then I would grill it medium rare. If you overcook it, it can be quite rubbery. Otherwise, I'm sure you will enjoy it more than the plank. I want to tell you about my friend Mike and his Electromagnetic Pinball Museum and Restoration Arcade. It's an all-inclusive place to relax and share anything related to modern pinball, EM pinball, and arcade games. A group of pinball and arcade fans with an addiction to games of all kinds and Lego too. $10 gets you free play on pinball and arcade games all day. You can find them at 881 Main Street, Pawtucket, Rhode Island, or online at www.electromagneticpinballmuseum.com. And now, in our House on the Corner series, a short fiction, Breathless, by Piper V. Just another baking night. Alone in the church is comforting. The smells of Sunday school making me smile as I unlock the door. The long dark hall in front of me, I make my way to the kitchen past the old inactive landline phone to snap the kitchen light on. I set down the mixer, put on the speaker, and get down to business creaming the butter and sugar. And time flies listening to music and making goods for the next day's service. As an afterthought, I put my asthma inhaler next to the mixer, just in case. And as I put the second batch in the oven, the speaker shuts off. Fiddling around with it doesn't get it to work. Then the broken phone rings. 
I'm so startled, I jump and instinctively grab my inhaler. My chest tightens, but I know there is nothing to fear here, this church of my childhood, of which I know every inch. Probably just a power surge. This thought was answered by the lights going out. Suddenly, the kitchen is lit from the oven pilots burning. Very creepy. As I start to wheeze, I use my inhaler and put it down next to the mixer. I just need to go down the hall and flip the breaker. Probably the mixer set it off. So, back down the pitch-black hallway I go, running my right hand along the wall to keep me straight. Then as I drag my hand, I feel an open door. There's no sound emanating from the open room, so I close it and continue down the hall. As my hand goes across the next door, it makes me gasp, because it comes away wet. Just up the stairs and around the corner, I tell myself, almost there. Then the comfort of the light will return. I don't understand why the stairs are slippery, but I carefully make my way to the door with the circuit breakers, silently open the door, and pull the switches. Light blinds my eyes. But as soon as I open them, instead of familiar white walls and floors, there is red everywhere. The steps, and all along the walls. What is this? I ask myself. Then I look at my own hand, covered in blood, and the trail I made along the wall with it, the screams stuck in my tight chest as the lights go out again. A red light appears from under the sanctuary door, and I hear drums? Soft at first, then getting louder, then voices chanting in ritualistic tones. The door slowly starts to squeak open and I'm unlocked. With my chest pounding, I throw myself down the stairs in the dark. I jump the first set and then slip down the second, smashing my knees and forehead into the wet floor. I hear something slithering and thumping down the stair behind me. Blood flows into my eyes as I scramble to the long hall. Struggling to my feet, the music is louder and seems to pound in time with my chest. Where was my inhaler? Damn it, next to the mixer. I start to run, and I feel something wet wrap around my ankle. This time I cannot restrain the scream. It boils out of me and takes the rest of my air. I stomp on whatever it is with my other foot and run to freedom of the kitchen door, which now has a chain across it. There is no time or air. It is licking at my heels. One option left. The tiny, unventilated cold room with the inside lock, only four steps away. One step away from the oven. If I could just reach the stovetop lighter. Barely I do and burn what I can now see as a tentacle around my foot. It recoils, and I take the three steps to the walk-in, slam the door shut, lock it, and sit down on the step. I can hear them outside, trying to get in, as I lose consciousness. Breathless. Thank you once again for joining us today at the Patuxent General. If you would like to reach out with a ghost story, recipe, or question about the pop-up general store, or an order, our email is jess at patuxentgeneral.com. 
We can't wait to hear from you, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. But until then, I'll meet you right back here next time at the Patuxent General. A Something for Posterity production, pre-recorded in Patuxent.